Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Shebo Crew Podcast. It's your girl Smiley B. And Eva G. And we are back with another episode. Yes. Yes, guys. So, um, let's get into it. I do have a WTH moment today. I feel like I haven't had... Why the hell? Where the hell? It is a why the hell? What hell? Why the hell do celebrities... Mm -hmm. Like feel as though because of their financial status or their celebrity status, I don't know. But why do they feel as though like they should not be accountable for held accountable for the stuff that they say, whether it's on social media, whether it's in interviews, or whatever? It's just like I feel as though every time a a celebrity gets called out about doing something or saying something. It's like they always have an excuse or a reason to justify it. And that's because they get special treatment all the time everywhere else. But especially when it comes to the social media stuff, there's no special treatment. If you say something crazy, you, you got to be held accountable for that. And that's just how I feel. And it's not like people are trying to attack you. Like, that's another thing that irritates me because it's like, just because you're a celebrity and you have this status, it's not like people... There are people like that, of course. They're trolls or whatever. Right. But at the same time, there are people that's really just like, okay, you just said this and... Like, this is how I took it. You know what I'm saying? So make it make sense. And I came to that, you know, to this conclusion because the whole, you know, Carisha, the whole tweet, Twitter incident where she tweeted, oh, um, she wants to be the next black Oprah. Because she has a, a new podcast, Carisha, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really entertaining podcast. Mm-hmm. It's definitely um, grasping the attention. Of people and you know a lot of people are into it and I I watch it I like it it's not, not, I feel like it's definitely gonna be a successful platform for her and whatnot but however it's like I get it we all have you know dreams and aspirations and Oprah is a very successful person but it was just the whole black Oprah situation like you gotta explain that you know? yeah like what do you mean by you want to be the next black oprah like so people were tweeting like black oprah do you mean you want to be the urban oprah do you think you are you saying you want to be the young Oprah? like are you want to be the hip-hop oprah the more raunchy like but to say black oprah people like are you trying to say oprah's not you, black are you saying oprah like what are you trying to Correct. say and then you know of course she sees the tweet. She, you know, it's on blogs. People posting, and now she's like, "Y'all get on my damn nerves or whatever, whatever." Like, y'all know what I meant, and it's like, and still didn't explain what the hell you meant. So she still never even really. I mean, it. I don't know. I think she tweeted something like basically saying like, "Y'all know what I meant." Like, I mean, I want to be this type of Oprah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like at the end of the day. It's not you. You have to stand on what it is that you do and say. Say what you mean and mean what you say. That way, there's no misunderstanding. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Of course, we misspeak, and it's not a. It's not a bad thing. It happens. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like acknowledge it, uh, take accountability, and move right. forward, or just explain yourself more, go more in depth. And that's the dangerous thing about social media because it'd be like. Mm-hmm. You'll say something, you'll tweet something, you'll post something on your Instagram story, and it'll be like, it could be a three-word sentence, and it's literally, like, just left at that. And so then people are just left to, you know, try to figure out what it is that you meant by that. 
And it's like, if that's what you was going for, then don't be, you know, upset for the response or the backlash that you get from that. Because everybody has an opinion, just like you do. And I think she did it on purpose. You didn't? I think it was very calculated. You know, just get people talking about you. I don't know. I look at some of her interviews, and I just feel like that's just how she talks. And I feel like she did mean, like... All of the people who know Oprah, the older people who don't know anything about Carisha, please, City Girls, or any of that, now those people who might have been hearing those rooms and stuff want to go see what you're about for you to be trying to compare yourself to Oprah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just feel like... And I mean, that could have been a reason, but I just feel like I've seen her interviews. I've seen her, you know, I've watched her on her lives or her stories. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's just how she talks. And I feel like, you know, she probably does have a fan base that understand her. But I feel like that's what she meant. She meant what she said. And I feel like she just expected everybody to understand what she meant because a lot of her fans probably do. Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. Because that's just how she talks. Like, and I'm I'm sure her friends and, like, the people close to her, like, they they knew, they like, oh, okay. But it's just, like, at the same time, it's just, like, okay, everybody's not like that. Everybody don't, don't, you know, understand where you're coming from. So, it's just, like, you know, clean. You had a a good point earlier, too, when you talked about, like, how do you think Oprah took that? You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to think about, yeah, stuff like that. Like, how do you think Oprah took that? Because... You know, Oprah's very successful, and she worked hard at what she did. And it's like, you know, she is an idol. And so a lot of people do want to be like Oprah. But she's a black woman. Um, she's as black as it get. And I don't know. i seen some tweets. People were saying, like, does she is she trying to say, like, Oprah's not black and da-da-da. But, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know what she took from it. And I, I really didn't really care too much about the tweet itself. It was just more so the reaction afterwards. And it was just, like, people like, you know, of course, our fans and stuff saying the same thing. Like, oh, y'all know what she meant. Y'all know what she wants. Some people really probably don't know what she meant. Right. Some people was like, wait, Oprah's not black? Like, people really... <laughs> really did not understand but that's just because like I said sometimes people are very very matter of fact with stuff and you know they will take what you say literally and that's not there's nothing wrong with that either just like you express yourself in the manner that you express yourself is just like that's how they received it and no everybody you don't I'm not saying explain everything that you say I'm just saying don't get so upset or don't always you know what I'm saying you when you have millions of people looking at you, you know, this is just what it, it comes down to. But Oprah definitely such an easy fix too. That's why I feel like it was calculated. She could have simply once she realized the backlash and how people was taking it, and that wasn't what she. Meant, yeah. It wouldn't take nothing to make a tweet like, "Oh my goodness, what I meant by that was I'm gonna be more hood, or I'm yeah. gonna have, you know, more hip hop guests." Or yeah. We still don't know a hundred percent. It yeah. could be taken in several ways. So that's why I definitely feel like it was calculated too. Mm-hmm. She just wants some attention. They just you gotta be getting talked about, you know. Mm-hmm. I get it, and you know I'm just like. It, you know, I just feel like that just was one of the most recent incidents like that. But I feel like that happens often with with celebrities and you know influencers and people with a certain status. It's like they'll get caught out about something and they might forgot they tweeted it or they might have forgot but instead of just being like okay now I see how that was I mean that's just a part of growth you know what I'm saying like okay if you don't really care that's fine too that's you like if you don't really care how this might offended somebody or whatever that's fine too but it's just like there is people really just trying to understand where the hell you're coming from Mm -hmm. there is a lot of haters I'm not gonna lie but there's also a lot of people who really just be confused 
And that's just what be irritating me sometimes. It just be like, it's not always somebody hating. Like, it's really not. Some, like, it's really not. But just take that accountability and be like, this is what I meant for y'all that don't understand. You know, for the people in the back that didn't get it. Like, I'm doing good. My show is doing good. I want to be top talked about. I want to be one of the top rated shows. That's what I mean on an urban level, on a more hip level with the hip hop or with the, you know, raunchiness and this, this and that. Like, this is what I mean. You right. get what I'm saying? But yeah, you know. You know, some people don't like to admit they wrong or they could have said something better because that could have been an easy cleanup. Yeah. Easy-ass cleanup. Oh, this is what I meant. <laughs> right. Like. And that's why I feel like it was calculated. She just wants some more attention. You know, the Diddy stuff is starting to die down. Everybody knows what's going on with that. So, now it's off the Oprah game. I'm weak. No, but, you know, like I said, you know, her show is doing very well. It is an entertaining show. And, I mean, I know that. When I started, the, you know, She Bold Crew podcast, I definitely have dreams and aspirations for the podcast to grow and be great and, like, be one of the top podcasts or whatever. We all have, you know, we don't just start stuff just for it to not take off, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's just like, like I said, when you have a certain type of platform, it does suck that you are more um, watched and more critiqued right. or whatever, but... Like I said, you're human. You're allowed to make mistakes. So if it was a mistake or if it was just a misunderstanding, just say that. Correct. Because that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. Oprah probably slipped up on her shows. Ellen. Ellen was another big show. I love Ellen. I really wish I could have been on the Ellen show. I'm sad it ended. It yeah, was like it. one of my dreams to be on Ellen show. Like when Oprah was popping her show, I was really young. You know, we were young. I really right. didn't. But under- they show clips all the time. So I know, and I love it. You know that one clip where Oprah did, you know, slip up kind of, but um, when some woman had won an award for cooking this special chicken breast or something so oprah had her on as a guest and she cooked the food for her and oprah tasted it and oprah was like you know kind of not really gagging but you know making a face and stuff <laughs> and the lady was like oh please like it please say that you like it but oprah was like um it, it's not bad but <laughs> did we did we not use salt and pepper No seasoning. It probably won the number one award because it was probably like the healthiest piece of chicken. Because mm-hmm. if it didn't have no seasoning, baby, that was a lean, mean uh-huh. piece of chicken. <laughs> but yeah, you know, everybody makes mistakes and it's, you know, it, nobody's perfect. So I'm not saying that and I'm not saying that, you know, I like her any less. I'm just saying that, you know, I feel like as people grow in their careers and in their lives, you know, these are things that are learning lessons. You know what I'm saying? These are things that you should take in consideration, especially to the people who are paying attention. Obviously, these are people who are fans of yours, who right. listen, or they probably wouldn't even have seen the, the, the tweet or the I comment. how old she is. Um, like 29. I think she just turned 29. And it's so crazy. Or 28, one of them. Because I feel like I'm in a, a weird season two of like being misunderstood with a lot of stuff. But, you know, just like you said, like, hold yourself accountable and make sure, you know, if you said something the wrong way, you really didn't mean that. There's nothing wrong with correcting yourself and letting the person know that that's not how you meant it, you know. So I definitely feel what she's coming from. And, you know, and I'm, and too, like we talked about before, it's not, not saying every time there's somebody to understand you. No, every time, like, I'm not, that's just too much 
time and effort to sit there and try to explain and what I mean every time. But that's why I just, I'm going to say it as clear as I can the first time. And then, you know what I'm saying? If there's a real true misunderstanding every now and then, okay, I, I don't mind to clarify it, but I'm not about to explain myself every time. So I'm also not saying that either. Like, I don't expect people to, you know, explain yourself every time and just come through every time with, right. like, exact perfect way to say stuff, like, or whatever, or do stuff. But, I know they get backlash all the time. I cannot <laughs> deal with that. It's just a part of that lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? And it is, like I said, there is people out there that are just evil that just want to bring people down. For whatever reason, they're not happy in their own life. So they want to tear somebody else down that's doing good and doing better than them. And that sucks. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, they're not the only person that deal with that. They deal with it probably on a higher multitude because they got more followers. And they deal with it more publicly. People are paying attention. They're reposting it. Blogs are posting it and highlighting it. But people in regular day-to-day life do that too. People create fake pages all the time. I have so many fake pages following me and trying to message me and just harass me for no reason. I hear stories from my friends and my sisters and people just for years, like years. I know a girl that I went to school with who has a fake page that's literally been stalking, reporting her page, getting her business page, taken down, deactivated. My cousin just told me she just literally had 55K followers on her Instagram and it got deactivated. She started another one the next day and it and the first day got up to like thirty five hundred followers and they just she just said today that they reported it again and got her page deactivated. Again, you know what I'm saying? So this is happening to so much time and just miserable. Cause I don't even know how to report a person's page. Correct. I wish I did because I got a couple <laughs> fake pages following me for real and it's freaking me out. I don't like the type of stuff. But you know, it, it happens to people all the time. Yeah. And that, that cyberbullying stuff, that kinda, you know, it's a, a little bit about what our topic is today. Like, you know, that can affect mm-hmm. what our topic is. Ment- today. People's mental Correct. health, yes. So yeah, speaking of our topic that I was that was my end of that with the, the WTH moment. But, but speaking of, you know, our topic today is not as jolly and goofy how we usually are, right. but you know, of course we gotta, you know, have some touch on some serious topics from time to time and it was definitely something that was on my heart just to speak about we speak about mental health and we speak about checking in on people and and just trying to be you know more mindful and of people's mental health and yeah um but suicide you know what I'm saying suicide I feel like I have, I've known suicide has been a problem for years. I know that more and more um, young adults and young children and teenagers are committing suicide more often and it's just being more talked about. I feel like growing up, we didn't really talk about it a lot. I want to see the Um, rates of suicide maybe... I don't know, 15 years ago compared to now because social, a lot of people have committed themselves, uh, committed themselves, have committed suicide and has something to do with some type of cyber bullying or, you know, just getting so much hate online or something super embarrassing happened online and they just can't, like that one girl, that Sharkeisha fight, you remember that back in the day? Mm-mm. What? When that, that teenage girl, Sharkeisha, was beating somebody up real bad on um, Facebook and it had went so viral, um, but the girl that she beat up, you know, she was so embarrassed, and everybody kept on giving her such a hard time that she um, killed herself. 
Oh wow, yeah. no, I I don't remember that. No, I don't remember that. But um, yeah, like I noted, like um, last year I think it was, or the year before that. I feel like the beginning of the pandemic is when I really started hearing about like elementary and middle school kids killing themselves. Um, and that definitely was like a shock and like a, a jab to the heart because, you know, we have kids and they're now, you know, becoming preteens about to be teenagers and, you know, they're more into their emotions and they care more about what people think yeah. and what people say. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't want to send you out in the world where people can penetrate your energy to the point where you feel like you don't want to be here anymore. Is that's, that's hard. You know, I will say that, um, I don't talk about it often, but I, when I was like 13, 14, I, I felt like, I remember, I remember, don't, I don't really remember the feeling, but I do remember writing in my journal that I just wanted to die. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't specifically remember saying that I want to kill myself, but I was just like, I don't want to be here no more. Like, you know, I have been through a lot of stuff in my childhood. I spoke about some things on the podcast, but, um, I remember writing that in my journal and uh, sticking it under my bed and going about my day. And I would do daily entries um, at that time. But I remember one day I came in from playing outside and my stepmom at the time was sitting on my bed and she was just like bawling and she had my notebook in her hand. And mind you, I write in my journal every day and some days I have good injuries. Some days I was, you know, emotional or going through whatever I was going through at that time. So I didn't know what she had read in there. I just know I wrote a lot of personal stuff and she just was like bawling and she see me and she was like, like just started yelling at me like, don't, don't feel like that. Don't ever say that. Don't ever let me hear you say that or whatever. And then once she calmed down, she talked to me, she was like, why do you feel that way? Like that just threw me off. Like I never want you to feel like that you're 13 you're beautiful like you deserve to live like you should never feel like that but like I said I just had a whole bunch of stuff going on and being moved around a lot and just going through different things and experiencing different things in my life and just feeling like I didn't have like no worth like I didn't like I'd rather be dead than keep going through all this and like at such a young age you know what I'm saying but I don't really remember the feeling itself um, of like wanting to kill myself or even like attempting to kill myself. Um, but it's just definitely one of those things where it's like when a person is in that state or when they're feeling like that, it's kind of like really nothing anybody can do in that moment. It's not something that's like an immediate fix. You know what I'm saying? You can tell me a million and one times I'm beautiful and that you love me. Right. But it, it's something internal, something that's missing. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it, it's just different for every every person who's ever felt that way. But I do just feel like lately suicide just has been one of those things that I just keep seeing. And it's just been like weighing on me. And I'm just thankful, you know, that I did have, you know, yeah. people around me and that I was able to 
come out of that. You know what I'm saying? To the point where it's though I haven't felt that. Even in my depression, I don't feel like I've gotten suicidal. I just felt more so like I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to want to be around nobody. I don't, you know, I don't feel good. I don't feel like I look good, you know, but I don't feel as though it's and gotten that far. Sometimes you don't want to put that on other people. You don't want to put your darkness on somebody else. So let me just keep it all in. Yeah. You don't want to explain yourself, or you know, you fear that other people might not understand you. Like, oh, you got a great life. Like, why are you? Yes, because on the outside you yeah. don't know, and just like anxiety, just like any other mental health state that your mind goes through, right? it's not always as easy to put it in words. And it doesn't always make sense to somebody who does not know or has never experienced it. You get what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where I just, I thank God for keeping me and keeping me and the fact that I do have and blessed with a sound mind because people always say, oh, you're just crazy or you're just overdramatic, but you really don't know how a person really feels inside. And sometimes it's really uncontrollable like you can wake up and you can do all these things that people say that make you feel good you can eat Mm -hmm. foods that you know give you high vibrations with great nutrients and you can get up and you can wash your face and put on the makeup and do your hair and look so pretty on the outside and that still doesn't change a thing you get what i'm saying i do remember like like i said you know even when I wrote that in a journal, you know, I feel like, like I said, I put the journal under my bed and I went uh, went outside and played. Right. And even like I was telling my sister one day, I was like, you know, I feel like a lot of people, they always like when I tell people about, you know, just my anxiety or like stuff that I've struggled with, they're like, what? Like I would have never guessed that. Like even when I've seen you sad, like you've just always seemed like you bounce back. You know what I'm saying? But people don't understand that once you pretend for so long, that you forget you're pretending mm-hmm. and it just becomes a, a normal thing to mask, mm-hmm. like how you really feel. And I remember as a kid, I remember my aunt came to one of my, um, my, uh, open houses and was talking to my teachers and she went to looking at my artwork and stuff. And she was just like, why is all your work? She pulled me in the hallway and she was like, why is all your artwork? brown and black like none of your pictures have color none of your pictures just like you know what I'm saying and it was like I don't know like in that moment it's like I don't know you know what I'm saying but as a kid like I said I didn't really understand depression I really didn't understand my emotions I just know when I felt away you know what I'm saying I would write it down and um you know and when I did art projects and like I just did what felt how I felt at that moment or what felt right but I'm happy that your stepmom cut that too because sometimes you know it'll it will be kind of subtle things like that like you said you threw that under there and you didn't even really think about it the rest of the yeah day. I was really hoping nobody ever read my journal yeah little sidebar do you, <laughs> do you think that she crossed boundaries because. I was wondering how you... I definitely felt like she crossed boundaries, but you know what's so crazy? Because in the, when that happened, we weren't really close. We weren't really... I really... And she told me all the time, like, you didn't like me in the beginning, but I, my dad had had so many women that I didn't really even care to try to generate yeah. a fake, phony relationship because half the time they just wanted to have a relationship just because they... You know what I'm saying? It wasn't genuine. So I really hadn't opened up to her. I really hadn't talked to her much. We really wasn't that close. And she she used to say that all the time, like she doesn't like me, she doesn't like me. So I was kind of irritated in a sense because we weren't close, but that was kind of like our 
like over the hump. Like after yeah, that, we got gotcha. super close because I felt like I could confide in her because she never told my dad that I wrote that. She never told my dad. She just was like, "Make if you promise me that you will talk to me if you ever feel this way, like, you know, just oh, talk wow. to me, like, but this, I will keep it. Because I just, I just didn't want to keep trying to talk about it and keep trying to, it's so hard to really get people to understand why you feel a way. And when you're a kid, you and get dismissed a lot. Yeah. You get your emotions and your feelings because it's like you're a kid. What do you have to be upset about? What's that upsetting that you want to kill yourself? And it doesn't always have to be like or you want to die. Or, I mean, a lot of stuff is just so much pressure and you just want to release. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like, then it's and just like... Some kids, if you you know grew up in a certain type of household, you might be carrying other type of pressures that another child has no idea about that type of level, Correct. You know? And it strictly was... The Really just what I was going through as a kid. I wasn't mm -hmm. bullied. I was never right. a bullied kid. I was never one of those kids. Like, and I just was never one of those kids. Like I said before, that really paid attention to like the superficial stuff. So it was like you could say I'm ugly, but I don't really care about that. Like my appearance, like I cared about being clean and smelling good. I didn't have to have the newest, freshest stuff on. I didn't have to. I didn't feel pressured to like go to school and look like a certain way or whatever. But I just was. My personality, I attracted people yeah. and not people typically good people liked me and whoever didn't talk to me or whatever, it didn't bother me. So it wasn't one of those things. It was just that literally I had just been through so many dark days in my life, just in my personal life and with family and just growing up and being separated and being moved around a lot from home to home and just feeling like damn, death probably would be better than to, to, to go through this. You know what I'm saying? Well, at least just that mom handled that situation better because I don't even know if I ever told you how my mom's husband handled my suicide attempt when I was, I had to be like 12 years old, I believe. What? Yeah, going through a, a really, really rough time at home. You know, I really didn't get along with my mom that much and she re got married and I did not, could not stand her husband at all. And I actually attempted to, like, I had some pills. Oh, wow. I had some pills, and I took a whole bunch of pills. Um, but then, you know, that's when, around the same time, we were going to church heavy. And something just made me feel so guilty about taking those pills. You know, I didn't care about how my mom was going to feel about it or nobody else. But I was just so worried about what God was going to say. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to kill myself, you know? So it's like I kind of right. stepped out of it. But then I got freaked out because I didn't realize that until I had already taken the pills. So then I had to tell my mom. Wow. Oh my, instead of, you know, thinking about, oh my gosh, why would my daughter do that? Do you not know they sat me at the table? Oh, you want to kill yourself so bad? And slid a kitchen knife over to me and said, if you want to die right now, stab your neck. Stab yourself in the neck. I will never forget that. Wow. Because what they don't know is I wanted to so bad. Like, so bad. Like, my childhood was very dark. And just like you said, on the outside, I'm always smiling. Right. You know, I'm sure it looks so good. Yeah. But it was so dark. You know. Yeah, like I do remember like you telling me, like expressing to me, but like I said, we were kids. I feel like we would have an emotion and kind of just, like you said, push it under the rug and go about the day and like not harbor on it, whatever. Right. But I never knew that you were like like attempting to commit suicide. Right. Like that's never I've never like I've never did that. Like, I've never felt like, okay, you know, to even think about it. So, like, that's super, like, 
scary to know yeah. that, you know, you really feel like that. And it sucks that, you know, the people that were supposed to comfort you and kind of try to understand right. where you were, why you were feeling that way, kind of just antagonized you. Correct. Like, that is so exactly. crazy. So, and that's one thing, like I said, my relationship with God is just so amazing. And like I said, that's what saved me. Mm. I wasn't thinking about my siblings, anybody else, because I'm, I'm tired of everything else. Mm. But it literally was like, oh my God, God is going to be so disappointed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I get to the Because that's what we were taught, you know what yeah. I'm saying? That, you know, suicide is a sin. And, and then, you know, it is one of those things where it's like, you know, people like, suicide is so selfish. But even some of the people... Um, and suicide notes that are like last words people like saying to their family like I'm sorry like I know this is gonna hurt you I'm so sorry like you know really having a lot of like sympathy for the ones that they know are gonna be hurt the most and it's like you know people that's what bothers me when people say that people who do that is, is selfish because like literally people really do and, you know, instances think about people and that's probably why they prolong it. You know, yeah. like a lot of people that I've heard of or seen write suicide letters and stuff is like literally they always say the same thing. Like, I felt like this for years. Correct. I felt like this for years. Like, I cannot imagine feeling how I felt in that moment when I wrote that entry in my journal for years. Like, I probably couldn't take it. You know what I'm saying? You just don't really know how it feels until you're in that predicament or you're in that state of mind. I'm glad that you was able to open and share that. I mean, that's definitely, I mean, it's nothing I I never heard of before. Like, a kid wanting to commit suicide and then someone saying, here, here's the tools. Here's the way to do it. Do it. And, And when I tell you, it took all my strength not to. It took on my strength not to. But, you know, I've never attempted it again. Even when I go through my dark times, I do catch myself, however, saying something. Mm. And it's not even that I necessarily Now, I've caught you. So, yeah, I've, I've caught you. I'm like, because. And it makes me yeah. realize, oh, no, you know, don't don't think like that. Because mm-hmm. suicide, I'm sure it starts with a thought. You know, actions start with a thought. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you have to just catch yourself in those moments mm-hmm. and remind yourself what, what there is to live mm-hmm. for. There's. I'm going through a dark season right now, but there's going to be a good right. eventually. Yeah. But, um, one time I was talking to this one guy, and I don't even remember what I said or how I said it, but it, it might have been, oh my gosh, I just, I'm just tired of living. Like, life is too, like I said, something like that. And he was like, if you ever, if you ever say that again, like if you ever, I'm about to hang up this phone, like don't ever say that to me mm-hmm. or something like that. And it and shocked it, me so bad, you know, yeah. I didn't realize what I was saying was that, bad it's it's but you'd be surprised so how yeah about. i should be able to say i don't feel like being here mm-hmm. and i want somebody to say why what happened what's going on you know what i mean a lot of people respond in that way so now now mm-hmm. i just keep those thoughts to myself mm-hmm. and it is one of those things that's crazy but it is like super like forbidden to some people Mm -hmm. some people grew up and it was like it wasn't talked about it was one of those things like you better not ever say that you know like you said your parents was like go ahead and do it but then you also like I said even with my stepmom in the beginning when she first like you know addressed me she was like you better not ever say that again or you want to get it like I was in trouble and I'm like no that's really 
how I feel right. in that moment and you're not making it no better right now because now you're saying I'm wrong for expressing how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Though what I'm saying is not likable or it's not enjoyable. It doesn't feel good to you to hear that. Right. But just imagine how I feel to feel it. As a kid who don't yeah. understand, you're an adult. And yeah. you know, you have lived more life than me, mm-hmm. more experience and stuff. Me as a kid, I'm having these feelings and these thoughts. And, and I, I don't, don't understand. Why. I don't know right. how to make it stop. And I don't want to feel like this. Correct. I don't. Like, nothing is nice about this. Nothing is, right. you know... Excuse me. Nothing feels good about this right now. Nothing like, feels good about it. Could you ever imagine one of your kids like that's all? Now that I have kids, I think about so oh, man. many different yeah. things that I went through, and it's like, you know, I don't. If my kid ever did that, like I would feel so guilty. I would mm-hmm. feel so like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, it's it's one of those things that too. It's like just like you don't want to blame the victim. You don't want to self-blame either because, like I said, you can raise a kid in a two-income household, two fam, yeah. two parents. You could give a kid, a person, the best life. You can be the best spouse to your mm-hmm. spouse. You can be the best friend to your best friend. You can be all the best things that you can be. But there might just be something in that person's spirit, their mind that just won't go away. And it's nothing that nobody but the but the creator, the the healer, the the alpha, the omega. There's nothing that no one can do but him. I'm really happy that um, there's something that you said about like nobody wants to feel like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes when you talk to people about having those feelings or those thoughts or something like it's kind of like, like, do you think that? Why in the world would I want that to happen? Like, that's, right, right. That's the end. Why would I want that to happen? You know what I mean. Sometimes people act like you're trying to get attention. I feel like that's in my situation. Mm. It was, you know, think somebody thinking you're trying to. But even if you think somebody's trying to get attention, why you still don't want to press them like that? You don't want to handle the situation like that. You're not going to think why Why does she want attention that nah. that she would do right. something like that. Like you wouldn't even think right. to handle it that way. But you know, once again, that's still, this might sound weird, but that's still one of those things that I'm, I'm so grateful that I have the mindset that I do and I still have the people around me that I knew cared about me, loved me, and had my, you know, who taught me, to, you know, to love God and know God and know what God has for me. Yeah. Because those are all so many things that I'm going to instill in my children and they're going to instill in their children. Mm-hmm. Like depression runs in my family. Um, suicide attempts, like, it's, it's in my family, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, like, I want that to stop. Like, when my kids are having their dark moments, I want to hold your hands through it. I want to, mm-hmm. what do you want to do today? Do you want to sit and feel sad and cry we can cry today but tomorrow we're gonna get up and take us a walk and we're gonna you know do what we need to do and you know it's just one of those things too that you know people talk about and sometimes it's in music and different things and you know you hear the statement a lot about um it's it's dying is the easy part living is hard you know you hear Mm -hmm. statements like that and so those type of things too it's like okay well I'm not the only one who feel that way you know what I'm saying but you know two incidents that happened this year that sparked me to really be like okay like maybe you know this is the message that you need to touch on this this is you know a topic that we need to talk about as much as we don't you know want to talk about it or whatnot but um there was two um, young ladies that, you know, committed suicide this year. Um, 
One being uh, Chesley Christ. I hope I'm saying her name right. Chesley. Um, Chris, she was a 30-year-old model. Um, and in 2019, she won the Miss USA pageant. Um, young, beautiful young lady. Right. Beautiful young lady. Um, was, you know, an influencer. Had uh, a major following. And, you know, had an influence on a lot of people um, in the community and just over around the world, you know. Um, but she committed suicide uh, at the beginning of this year, actually on my birthday. Oh, my God. Right. January 30th. So I was really like, oh, my gosh. You know, she's 30 years old. I'm celebrating my 30th birthday. You know, she just killed herself. So that really um, touched me or whatnot. And um, the other young lady was um, Raven Jackson. That was more recent. That happened last month. Um, she was a 24-year-old um influencer she was a fitness trainer um an entrepreneur and she also was a model um but she committed suicide um back in September and um they both had like their last words or whatnot that they sent I know that Chesley sent a message to her mom and uh in the article I read it said that she um knew her mom was in workout class or um a fitness class of some sort and that she knew her mom wouldn't get the message in time to be able to stop her or whatever. But, um, in the message, she said, I'm sorry, by the time you get this, I won't be alive anymore. It makes me even sadder to write this because I know it will hurt you. Um, and that just goes to show, like you said, like people are not selfish. They really do. People who really are suicidal and struggle with that part of mental health really do probably fight it off for as long as they can for the, for their loved ones, you know? Um, I wish I could stay with you, but I cannot, um, bear the crushing weight of persistent sadness, hopelessness, and loneliness any longer. I cry almost every day now, like I'm in mourning. I wish for death for years, and I know you will want, you will want to know and want to help me, but I haven't wanted to share this weight with anyone. I love you more than any person I've ever known, and you've done nothing wrong, and you've done everything right. That's the message she wrote to her mom. And so that just, like I said, just goes to show that, um, you know, she's not, she's not selfish. She's not only thinking about, oh, she's relieving her pain. She thought about the pain it would cause her mom. And she thought about the self-blame that her mom was going to take on because that is common as well. And, and though darkness was just so much more. So much. Like I, even just reading that, it gave me, you know, goosebumps because it's like, I felt that before and I'm thankful that, you know, I was able to overcome that, but it's really no joke and it's really not something that be should be lightly taken lightly at all. Um, the young lady, the other young lady, um, like Raven. I said, yeah, Raven, um, very was? influential as well. A lot of people, um, you know, followed her for, she was really, um, inspirational as far as like fitness and like yeah. getting people fit and like living a healthy way. And, um, you know, I thought that was super dope for her to be like 24 years old and like really knowledgeable and being able to, you know, train even people older than her that's just struggling right. with, you know, like she showed, um, you even how to like do little workouts at home and different things that she had like workout line that she, um, you know, people bought her stuff or whatnot, but, I know that she, um, you know, she messaged her boyfriend um, with really, really um, 
got me with, with her message was how she even went into describing how her depression and like how she physically, how it was physically making her feel. She said something about um, her ovaries hurting and talking to doctors and people and they were telling her like, nothing's wrong with you. You know, um, she said, I feel like I have bugs on my skin and won't come off no matter how many times I wash myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like she was just describing physically, not just even her emotional feelings of like, you know, depression and loneliness or, you know, sadness, but physically feeling like, and, um, I just was like, oh my goodness, like, you know, how do you explain that to somebody when somebody's telling you, oh, nothing's wrong with you, you know what I'm saying? You're just, you know, it's a, and it's like, no, I really feel that and I believe that, you know what I'm saying? I remember advocating for myself when I was going to the doctors and I was telling them something is wrong with me. I feel physically, you know, sick. I feel like I don't have the energy, like, you know, I should have, I'm 27, 28 at the time. I'm like, something's not right with me. You know what I'm saying? And they're telling me, oh, you just had a baby. It's postpartum. You'll be okay. Take your medication, talk to your therapist. You know what I'm saying? Do this, do that. And it's like, no. And for six months, I'm telling them something. My legs hurt, my bones hurt. You know what I'm saying? To physically feel ill. And that's why I said people were so surprised with COVID when they were saying people with COVID with severe cases of COVID was feeling suicidal. And people were like, how can a sickness make you? Just imagine feeling, you felt people were sick with COVID for what? Two weeks to a month? Imagine having those feelings and those symptoms for years. You get what I'm saying? It's just like one of those things where it's like, no, we're not going to always ever fully understand the whole scale and scope of mental health and, you know, people who's battling depression and suicide. But we definitely need to speak about it more. It shouldn't be such a taboo thing. It happens. It hurts to see two young, beautiful black women um, with promising futures. Um, and to some people would think as a perfect life, you know what I'm saying? But it's just a prime example of like, you really don't know. You know, the outside doesn't always match the inside of how somebody feel. You get what I'm saying? So try to be more, um, you know, sympathetic and empathetic towards people. Right. Try to, if you don't understand it, don't speak on, don't be so quick to speak on something you don't understand. Yes. Sometimes it's okay to not have words. Yes. Like, I just don't know what to say. You know what I'm saying? But be mindful. But um, if somebody says something to you, even if they're mad, take it serious. You know, I advocate to you all the time because I want you to get into therapy. I've talked to you and there's been times you was like, because I told God today if he decided to take me, I wouldn't be mad. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dang, because it was that bad of a day. Like, and I'm like, okay, I'm well, let me like talk to me. Tell me how you feel. What, what, what happened today? You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to talk to you. I'm not going to be like, okay, you tripping. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Because that one attempt of me just kind of trying to talk you down or whatever and just letting you get off your chest could have been the turning point for you and now you yeah, forgot you even had that thought. Is yeah. In that ledge too Correct. You know? And if you've ever felt suicidal or you felt like you didn't want to live anymore, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't be so hard on yourself understand that you are human and sometimes you might feel that way and you're not probably the only one that feels that way and don't be afraid to speak out about it yeah you might have people that judge you 
You might have people that have their opinions, but if it'll save your life, if it can make a difference, if it could turn something around for you, it'll be all worth it. You know what I'm saying? There's not going to be, it's not going to be an easy thing. And that is something too, like, um, a thinker named Chesley, you know, she spoke about the loneliness and, you know, sometimes you can feel lonely, of course, when you have people around. But I know for me, like, that is one thing I am so grateful for, like, the people that I do have around me. Like, there's been times when I've been, you know, I haven't necessarily been suicidal, but I, I don't feel right. I'm in my bed, and I won't get out of my bed for two days. And I'll never forget that day when you came over, girl, get out the bed. Get out of yeah. bed today. You know what I mean? And so we just have to... We just have to know our friends and know our, the people that are around us. We just have to pay attention to certain signs and certain comments, you know. And like you said, don't take that lightly. So if somebody says something that kind of seems along the lines, okay, no, let's you know mm-hmm. talk about something. You know, I don't have to say anything back. If you want to just let it all out onto me, like I can bear some of your load today. Like what's going on? And if you lost someone close to you, a loved one, a family member, a child to suicide, my heart goes out to you. I know that it's no easy way to deal with that, with death and then, you know, when somebody's taking their life. And I know that it's easier said than done, but um, just try not to blame yourself. You know, sometimes people have a void that no human can feel. You get what I'm saying? that no human can feel. And that is, it sucks. And it's just a part of life that I myself don't understand. Um, I know a lot of people don't understand, but it is um, when, you know, when I hear loneliness, sometimes it's not a presence of a person. You know what I'm saying? It's probably an emotion or something that's missing or, you know what I'm saying? But it's not, it's not always a person. You can have good people. That's not to say that somebody who committed suicide didn't have um, a, a, a pastor, a granny, an auntie, somebody that loved on them, that prayed for them, that uh, did all those things for them. That's just to say that, you know, that just wasn't enough. You know, sometimes in the void that they felt, whatever it may be in their spirit or their head or mind, whatever, it just wasn't something that could be filled here. And it sucks, you know what I'm saying? But I just pray for those who have lost loved ones, who have lost children and, and you know, like um, I can't imagine never to, having that closure. Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's the one of the hard things too. You know what I'm saying? We always say, well, you know, I wish I could you got that closure. Yeah, I wish I, I could have Yeah. I, I would have loved to have a conversation. Yeah. You know, everybody don't get that text that says Correct. it's not your fault. You did everything right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I'm sure that that didn't probably even still help them her mom, you know. As much as she probably would have liked it to, that probably still didn't, you know, do as much justice for a mother whose child just committed suicide. You get what I'm saying? But it's just one of those things that I definitely feel as though we need to talk more about. And I, and that's why I'm just such like, I just, I don't, I'm trying to still figure out exactly how, but I know that that is a part of my purpose. And I definitely don't want to miss my mark with that, um, with just mental health and, and, and a whole, you know. Absolutely. But, That's another, you know, I'm just so happy once again that you have this platform that you thought to do this podcast because we're your regular girls. You know yeah. What I mean? But I know so many people who grew up like yeah. me, who grew up in situations like me. So I know that they have to feel some of the things that I felt, maybe mm-hmm. even worse if I could imagine. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and I just, I really want people to be able to see that light, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to hear you're not alone. Like, 
somebody yes. somebody understands. Yes, you're not alone. Um, it's not your fault. You did not cause it. You know what I'm saying? These are things that we have to remind each other and ourselves. You did not cause it. You didn't ask for this. You didn't ask to, right. you know, you didn't ask for this at all. So, you know, it's just those things to be mindful of. And, you know, it's it's crazy. I think I seen, um, I looked it up and I seen something to where around about 700,000 people a year die to suicide. Oh so just as much as we talk about, you know, killing each other and cops killing us, we have to talk about right. suicide too. You know, a lot, that's a lot. That's a big number. That is that's a big number and i think it grows yearly i think that was from 2019 and we're here almost 2023 and um you know even with the uh i uh, heard about the uh bath and body bath bed bath and beyond cfo uh jumped to his death from a building um leave behind a wife some kids you know it's just like you don't never know what will send a person over edge and you know it just it's just been one of those things that is so hard and and difficult to deal with but yeah so as much as we love to do you know the upbeat topics the inspirational topics we love to get a good kiki we love to make you guys laugh but sometimes we do have to touch on those topics that are not so um you know happy and joyful to talk about you know we've talked about mental health forgiveness abuse um you know we've talked about the murder rate and different things like that but you know this was one something that I felt like yeah we definitely should talk about and as much as it weighs on us you know it's 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 real life right, you know what sure. I'm saying we gotta be real with our listeners sometimes we, we do have those good days but we gotta talk about the bad too that's how we get through it yeah so, you know, if, like I said, if you guys have any feedback, if you guys want to share a story privately, um, if you need any type of, um, you know, resources, there's definitely a suicide prevention hotline in every different city, every state, um, definitely reach out and, you know, the Shebo crew, we, we, we're always willing to do whatever we can. We will try to link you with, um, you know, a therapist will try to do whatever that we, we can do to help someone, you know, help save a life. Even if you just want somebody to hear your story or yeah. hear what you're going through, for sure. Yeah. We got, you can always message us. You know, that's what we're here for. So, you know, with that being said, until next time, guys, stay, stay bold. bold.